How many of you guys do you want me to start with a story? I'm going to start with a story. So, yesterday we took down our um, shed, which was awesome because we got to use like sledgehammers and crowbars. So, that was really cool. So, um, like to use weapons. I don't know. Uh, so we got that. We were really tired. And I'm like, oh, I looked at the weather like a week ago and it's not going to rain. So we have this pony. He's about this big. His name is Eugene Fitzherbert. He's cool. He's got an awesome new haircut that Lana gave him. You should come check it out. Um, but so he, our neighbors came to us and said, hey, I have this like um, grassy field. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut it for hay. So why don't you tie him out there? You can have that for free. I'm like, oh, free hay. We live on one acre. Okay. So so I was like, this is awesome. God totally took care of us. So I tie him out there, and my daughter comes to me in the night, and she said, hey, do you think I should bring the horse in, you know, tonight? I said, no, it's not going to rain. So I left him out there. Well, we took the shed down, and we were burning it all, so like this huge fire pit there. And so at 3 o'clock this morning, guess what started happening? It started raining. Well, Matt gets up, and he's like, I can't remember where I put my keys, and my windows are down, so he's running, trying to find those. And I said, well, just take my keys. And then I, then I saw lightning, and I thought, well, I can't leave a horse staked out to a metal post in the lightning. <laughs> oh, i got to go out there. And it's, like, all the way at the other end. So I'm like, I'm not even putting shoes on or pajamas or anything. So, or, like, I didn't change out of my pajamas. I had pajamas on. Okay, guys, <laughs> But don't put it past me. Don't be coming at my house on it. But anyways, that was hilarious. So so I go out and I'm running out there. And it was raining hard, you guys. There wasn't no sprinkle from heaven. This was like a downpour. So I'm out there. And I have to go through these pine trees. And they're like all dying. So like is I'm like all scraped up. And so I get through there. And I get to the, the horse. And I'm like, come on, Eugene. And he's looking at me. He will not go through here. I'm trying to pull him through. There's still some embers in this fire pit. And he's like, that's so scary. That's so scary. So I'm like, trying, I'm trying to pull this little horse. And I'll tell you what, he may be this big, but when you're trying to pull a little horse, it doesn't work so well. So finally I'm like talking to him nice. I'm like, come on, baby, let's go, let's go. So he listened. So we finally get him in there. And then I remembered, oh, I took the fence down, like, because I was going to put a new fence up for his pet, like his door. So I'm like, okay, it's raining. You know, Matt's somewhere in the yard. I don't know. I have this flashlight and it's the only flashlight I could find is like a magnetic round one. And I kept dropping it and I couldn't see anything. So I, I don't know. I tied this, got him in there. I tied the fence up. Um, I don't even know if it's tied. Hopefully he's still there. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I get inside and me and Matt are like, oh, I'm so tired. Like this took a long time. And, and we're just like, oh, we lay down and getting ready to go to sleep again. And I hear, drip, drip. And my roof is leaky. I'm like, we're getting a bucket. Like, we're not worrying about this. So we put a bucket. You know, we couldn't get back to sleep because then my cat shows up at the door and is like, meow, meow, I'm dying out here. It's raining, which he's an outdoor cat, but he doesn't know that yet, so don't tell him because um, he doesn't know. And so then I had to let him in, and then he, of course, was like, oh, I'm scared of the thunder. So then he, like, had to sleep, like, right here nose to nose with me. Um, so yeah, I got to bed, back to sleep around 6.30, and then, of course, the alarm goes off at 7 o'clock. That's wonderful. So I'm tired today, so I might be really silly, so you guys just bear with me. That's the way the Lord was speaking to me, and I thought, you know what? It's okay. It's good. So that was, that was my night. It was eventful, but it all worked out. I didn't lose the pony, because sometimes he likes to pull away and run, and I thought, if he goes running 
for like a mile away. I'm just leaving him and putting a carrot outside and hopefully he'll come back because I am not going to find him. <laughs> but he decided to do what he needed to do. So, but, so we're talking about this new series, Shift. We're going to talk about that shift like in our heart, in our words, the way we speak, um, in our thought process. We're talking about leveling up, moving to, you know, maybe we've been kind of coasting along here. We want to level up. We want to have something new um, come into our life. Uh, we want to move towards something. We want that renewal, maybe even some reinvention. Sometimes, do you guys know that sometimes we have to reinvent ourselves? Like, the way we were, the way things were 10 years ago. Like, I'm not going to wear 80s mom jeans, okay? So, trying to be cool, reinvent myself a little bit. Um, but sometimes we have to do that. And, and there's this, this overhaul, this makeover. The, the Bible calls it transition, you know, transformation. You look one way, you now are a different way. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And today I want to talk about the transformation part. So if you have your Bible, in Romans 2, um, actually, and I'm going to read it from the Easy Reading Version. It says, don't change yourself to be like the people of the world. But let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. You will be able to know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. He's saying, don't try to be like everybody else because it's impossible. You can't. I made you to be unique. I made you to be how I created you to be. So if you're trying to be like someone else, it's not going to work out. He's saying, I'm going to tell you who you were created to be. I want to change that new way of thinking comes from him. Not from what we read on Facebook, you know, or things like that. I always have, I get these facts all the time and then I don't really know if they're true. But you read them on Facebook and you're like, wow, that's so cool. And Matt's always like, that's probably fake. I'm like, but Facebook said it. He's like, well, what did the Bible say? I'm like, yeah, I probably should, I probably should do that. Um, so this is about what God wants for you. And he always wants good things. He always wants good things. He's not a punisher. He's not waiting to see you like, man, you know, get a little closer. You fall into that fire. No, he wants good things for you. He wants you to not just reach your destiny, but he wants you to fulfill it. And then he wants you to leave a legacy for your children's children. That's what the word of God says, right? So sometimes we're like, oh, I'm on my path to my destiny. But he's like, I want you to fulfill your destiny that I put you here for. Not just, you know, reach it. I want you to fulfill it. So that's what we're going to kind of talk about is transformation. So I have these five areas of transformation. So the first thing that kind of has to happen if you want transformation in any area, where do you think you got to start? Your heart. Yeah, you got to start in your heart, you know. It is the wellspring of life, Okay. If you're in a town and you have no well, you don't have a town, right? Because you need water. You need living water, and that's where it starts, right here in our heart. You know, that's, that's where we accepted the Holy Spirit to come in. So we need, if we want to change our thoughts, our actions, it has to start in our heart. And um, you ever feel like, man, I'm doing really good. Like, I feel like, you know, my heart is good, I'm good with people, you know, it just seems like, you know, I got this. And then you kind of bump into something. And you're like, oh, I have a little bitterness going on in my heart. Whoo, that hurts. You ever think like you got over something and then you met somebody that maybe you had an issue with and you realize I'm not over that? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> you know, kind of bumps into there and you think, oh, my heart's just so good. I've just been, it's been me and the Lord. 
And then that person that like totally hurt you shows up and their life is like amazing. That caused some bitterness, right? You're like, I've laid everything down and here you are living it up. And you're like, oh, maybe my heart's not so whole right now. Maybe my heart. So that's what we're looking for. That, you know, we get to areas that we think, you know, I'm fully persuaded. I believe what God believes. You know, God is my provider. Well, you lost your job. We start freaking out, crying. You know, we got to go do this. I got to do that. And oh, how are we going to make it? And it's like, oh, wait, you weren't, I don't think you're really fully persuaded there. Because <laughs> when it happened, your thought process, it wasn't in your heart. It was just up here. It hadn't made it here yet. So we need it to be our heart. We need to change our thought process by changing what we believe. And we get the truth from the Word of God. Yeah, the Word of God. You know what? We get renewed by the Word of God. We get to opportunities to build our faith. Um, in Psalms 51, 10, it says, God, create a pure heart in me and make my spirit strong. When I was studying that, the word that kind of hit me was strong. Like, and I thought of that song, What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I can't sing, but you got that you're welcome for that. Um, but, you know, I started thinking that, like, that's right. Like, if, if, if something comes against my life, or tragedy happens, or I'm just going through a trial, like, I'm going to need strength to get through that, to not break down. So he's saying, when your heart is pure, there's strength in that. You know, and purity comes from the Lord. He said, he, he clothed us in righteousness, right? So to have that relationship with the Lord, so the first thing to have a pure heart is you've got to know Jesus. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, you know what? I go to church, but I don't know if I know Jesus. Like, I know of Jesus. So if that's you today, I just want to just take a moment. I'm actually going to stop here just for a second. You're not going to have to raise your hand. You're not going to have to come up here. You know what? We're doing things different, and things are different. So if you're like, you know what? I have been coming to church. I have been serving. You know, I have been doing this. But, you know, I've never said, hey, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. Transform me from the old man to the new man. We're just going to take a moment. I'm just going to pray that. Is that okay with all y'all? Yeah, it's good. So, Lord, we just thank you. We just ask you to just, if anybody here just doesn't have that personal relationship with you yet, Lord, as you just come to them right now where they're sitting and just minister to them, you know, show them your love, just pour it out on them. Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you that through confessing that Jesus is Lord, that he comes into their life. So, God, I just ask you to just do a work in anybody's heart here that is still hurting and still broken, Lord, that you just come in um, with that healing power, which is, you know, Jesus Christ, and just create a new man in them right now, in Jesus' name. All right, now we can keep moving on. So, so we want that strength. You know, it's through the word, through testimonies. Have you ever just been struggling and you hear someone's testimony and you're like, oh, I can do this now? I love to listen to testimonies all the time. Um, I love Todd White, which he's coming to Grand Rapids, you guys. And it's free, but you're probably on the 13th um, of June. So he's got his testimony. Like, I probably listen to his testimony once a week. I know it's the same testimony, but I'm like, if God can take that and make this, like... My thing is not that big. So that changes how I think about things. That increases my faith, and my heart begins to get whole and healing. And, and um, so it, it, it gets stronger 
Because I start believing what God says, not just the circumstances. Because the truth is hidden away, just like Matt said, you know, our treasure, our heart will be where our treasure is. The truth is hidden away in our heart. So when that circumstance comes, we can pull that out and say, oh yeah, but God, God said this, so it doesn't really matter what you're saying. It doesn't really matter what's happening over here because God said this. So, so that's the first thing. Get your heart in line. Um, sometimes you just might need that inner healing. If you need extra prayer, you're like, I don't even know where to start. I'm so broken. It's okay. We've got a lot of people here that could just help you in that process. So if you need that, you can come find one of us after church, and we will walk you through that. So the next thing is our personality. Yeah, nobody likes to talk about this because we're like, I am who I am. You ain't going to change this. That sounds like rebellion to me, right? <laughs> Could someone turn one of those fans towards me because I'm burning hot? Thank you. Um, so personality. A lot of people say, well, I, I'm just shy. I'm shy. You know, i got to sit back here. Creatives. Not, don't raise your hand. Well, you probably didn't hear me anyways the first time, but, you know, creatives, they cannot be on time, right? No. Work with musicians. You've got to tell them two hours before you actually want them to be there, okay? Artists, I don't know if they just, like, at home float around and, you know, like, on butterfly wings. I don't know what's happening, but it seems like creatives don't have a timetable. That's what they use all the time. Well, you know, they're just creative. They just don't, you know, they just think differently. Yeah, they might. I'm loud. Well, y'all are quiet right now. So that ain't always true. This is the one that really gets me when people say, well, I'm not really a people person. Well, then you aren't a Christian. Because Jesus is all about people. He's all about humanity. So if you don't like people, then you probably don't have Jesus Christ living inside of you. That one stung, didn't it? Because we've all said that, I bet. I'm just not a people person. That's an excuse excuse we give to be like, I just don't want to do the work that God's called me to do. See, because that's what we do. We get these personalities and we think, well, no one can attack my personality. No one can say this is right or this is wrong and this is who I am. God says, no, I'll tell you who you are. I created you. This is the purpose you were made for. Let me tell you. You know, a shy person can learn to be bold. A loud person can learn to listen. Yes, I know this is hard, but even a creative person can be on time. Come on, get a couple more amens in there. I live with some creatives, and he is always on time. So I know it's possible. I'm still working on the younger one. (laughs) Um. You know what God does? You know how he does that? You know how he changes those things in the personality? Because sometimes that personality was great when we were younger, but God wants to do a new thing, so he's got to change how we relate to people and relate to him. So it's not that maybe the personality you had when you were younger was wrong or bad or sinful. It's just God's got to grow you. Your personality is going to change as God grows you. So how does he do that? This one's really fun. He gives you situations that are too big for you to handle. He's so good. He's so good. You know, if you're quiet, he's going to make you be up front and in front of people. You know, you're going to get called on for things. You're going to get, you know, you're going to give you in a job where you have to talk to people. If you're an introvert, you're going to, people are just going to want to be around you. 
I love to see introverts. I live with one that he could probably live by himself, like be on his own all the time, but people want to be around him. We all want to be like right next to him. So God kind of does that because he's like, oh, you think you know yourself. And it's how he's growing you. He's putting you in situations you're like, I don't know how to handle this. Now I'm going to tell you a story about me. Do you guys, I used to be so shy. <laughs> That's funny. I know. I know. Like, seriously, to the point, like, I would cry and run away if someone even tried to take my picture. Like, at a family thing. I cried until fifth grade every day that I had to start, every school year, because I was afraid to go to school. Like, and the teachers were like, oh, it's her again. They didn't like me because I cried all the time. Because I was like, I can't leave my mom. I can't be around people. I don't have friends. You know? When I was in kindergarten, I could not talk to people, so this older kid came to me, and I paid them $5 to be my friend. Because I couldn't talk to anybody. I was crying. None of the kids wanted to play with me. The preschool, when I went, I went for three days, and they said, your child's messed up. Take her home. She just can't stop crying. They did. So I went to preschool for three days. I cried the whole time. The whole time. You know, I was shy. I couldn't, ha- I couldn't be around people. So I know that seems weird because I'm up here and I'm talking and most of you know me and I'm definitely like the complete opposite of shy. I'm like 180 from that now to you guys. In here sometimes I still have shyness. So I was shy. Also, I had a terrible temper, you guys. I am like 75% German. Like I had the worst temper. Like... I would think nothing, like, to, I threw a kid out the window once at school. Like, I, you guys have heard some of the stories how if people annoyed me, I stole things from them, and they kept putting the bell back on. You know, I've done, I remember one time my bills were, like, out of order. I just cleared the table. We were first married, and Matt's like, oh, my gosh, you know? And I thought, I used to be, have this terrible temper, but, you know, that's just who I am. You know, my whole family grew up that way, like, well, we're just tough people. Actually, I'm a really, really soft person, and it's really easy to hurt me. <laughs> That's why I had to be all, oh, I'm tough. You know, but I had this terrible temper. And, you know, I was raised by my mom and dad, but my mom was like, you know, I'm an independent woman. I can do anything. I don't need you or you or you. I can do everything by myself. Yeah. That's who I was. I don't know how Matt... Like, the Lord had to tell him, he must have came to you in a dream and been like, this is your wife. Because I was pretty scary. (laughs) You know? Um, But I'm like, okay, so that's who I was. Do you know what God did? From a little kid, he put this desire to be in front of people and to speak. I didn't even know the word of God and I was already trying to speak the word of God before I even got saved. Like, I was so weird like that and my mom's like, I don't know what's happening. But, um, and so, but I, like, I wanted to speak but I was so scared. Like, I wanted to be, like, up in front in class and stuff but then I wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, so God put this burning desire inside of me that, um, to want to be in front of people, to want to, you know, speak and share. And I'm thinking, no matter how terrified I was, he put the desire so much stronger that I couldn't just push it aside. 
You know, with my temper, he brought me through a lot of embarrassing circumstances. Because when you're out of control, everybody but you knows it. And then when God opens your eyes to see how you really look, oh my word, I was like, this is embarrassing. (laughs) You know, not only did he do that, that he began to put people who had like the smoothest temperament around me. Like they were just chill. They could handle everything. Like their arm falls off. They're like, hey, could you take me to the doctor? Because like my arm just fell off. No problem. I'll wait for you. You know, like those type of people. And you're like, I got stubbed my toe and I'm over here screaming. and like, I got to be laid up for a week, you know. And so he put these people around me that just, and I didn't like, you know, I was tough. So I didn't like them hugging me. They would just put this one woman in my life and she'd just hug me all the time. And I'd be like, the first few months I was like this. I was like, if she touches me, I want to punch her, you know? But she did. She broke down that wall. You know, God's like, I'm sending her every day. And I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, help me. And he said, I am. (laughs) So, and I I wanted to be this independent. I can do everything. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the Lord sent me this amazing husband. And if you guys know him, he's such a nurturer. And the Lord's like, I gave you the perfect atmosphere to submit because I gave you someone who's never going to ask you something that would hurt you, that would harm you, that would set you back. And it was so hard. Like sometimes the Lord's like, I want you to submit to that. And I'd be like, I submit to that. You know, like through Clinton. I mean, it was because I was like, I could do it. And the Lord's like, I didn't ask if you could do it. I asked you to submit to that. So I'm very thankful that has been, because 20 years ago, you guys wouldn't have liked me. 10 years ago, I'm still kind of, some of y'all don't like me, but that's because you got some problems, but I'll help you out. You know, I leveled up in my personality. I'm able to communicate with people. I'm able to hug. I hug everybody now. You guys probably know that. You know, all of these things. I talk to people. You know, for a long time, I couldn't go in front of any leaders because they were super scary because authority in my life meant pain and things like that. But I've leveled up in there. I mean, it's so amazing how God's saying your personality doesn't have to stay the same. So that's the second one. The next thing is a lifestyle. This is the way I live, and that's the way it's going. Even as Christians, like, we go to church come home. I do one devotional a day, read the Bible, 15 minutes, not 16 or not 14, 15 minutes. You know, we say the same prayer at dinner. That's the way it is. You know, that's the way God speaks to me. Hmm. You know, we do this, you know, we, we, we write a letter to God when we pray, dear God, you know, he doesn't really need you to write a letter. Just talk to him. (laughs) When people go, dear Jesus, I'm like, he knows. <laughs> this is, we don't need to be all formal, like we're in his kingdom. We're family. We got this. So we get, we get into this thing thing, and this is how it has to be. You know, we get real rigid, and this is my lifestyle. This is the way I like it to be. This is when God speaks to me. You know, this is when I go to work. This is when I raise my family, and we, this is the life I want to live. And this is the way it's going to be. You know, the way we relate to God, it varies on a seasonal basis. And I don't mean seasons like summer, spring, winter, fall, you know. I'm talking about seasons in our life. How we relate to God changes. 
You might be in a season where you're building family and you're all about family and you're growing and you want to learn what God says about raising children and being a good husband or being a good wife. You know, you might be in that season. You might be in a season of ministry. God's like, I'm calling you into the ministry. And you know what? You're going to have to grow and learn and things like that. And it could be any area. It could be, you know, maybe God's bringing you intense, an intense season of worship where it's like you're in your living room and Lord's like, I want you just to worship me, you know, because, you know, he's going to meet you there and he's got some things he wants wants to talk to you about you know maybe it's a season of rest where you're just you're just meditating on one scripture for six months because God's like you're going to need the answer to that after this season so rest up girl our lifestyles need to be flexible our lifestyles can have routine but not to the point where we're telling God how he needs to relate to us He might come when you're doing chores. He might come at work. You know what? He might even come when you're at church. (laughs) He knows when we need him. He knows when he wants to speak to us. Sometimes it's inconvenient for us. We're driving and then he's like a wave of something comes over. I've had that where I've just, the Lord wants to deal with me with something and I'm just like bawling and freaking out and I'm like, I was just listening to a fun song and then you came in and messed me up and now I got to change something. He's like, I know, it's so good. I love you so much, so much that I won't leave you in that spot. I won't let you just put a little dirt over that bitterness so that to you, you can't really see it anymore. He's like, like blow it up. Get it out of there. So, so that's the next thing. And the ministry. A lot of people, we like to stay, stay like, oh, I'm a helper. You know, I'm really good with children, but I could never, I could never, you know, speak to adults. They're just big kids, you guys. We are. We're just people that grew up and we have to go to work instead of school. You know, the same transforming word that we speak over our children. You know, even you guys got to see I was holding the little baby earlier. I love it because when we're up here, guess what? I'm worshiping. I'm so thankful to their parents. They're very sharing with him because I love babies. But man, I'm just speaking the word of God over him. I'm telling, saying things because, you know, it doesn't start when we're adults that we hear the word of God and get transformed. It starts, your children that are in there are getting the same word, not the exact same words, but the same word of God over their life. Um, So, you know, people say, well, I'm a teacher. You know, I'm just kind of sit back. You know, I'm not really evangelist. I can't go out and spread the gospel to people. We start putting these parameters on how ministry looks. We need to transform that. You know, we all have these gifts that are lying dormant. In Timothy, it says, that is why I want you to remember the gift God gave you. God gave you that gift when I laid my hands on you. Now I want you to use the gift and let it grow more and more like a small flame growing into a fire. Don't be confined by your current ministry. Like maybe you're welcoming people at the door. Well, that's a really great start to an evangelist because you've got to be able to talk to people, right? Don't be confined by your ministry. Don't be you know, confined by, well, this is my level of success because this is my education or things like that. God doesn't care. If he wants your success to go from here to here, it'll happen. Don't worry about your education or who you know. He'll make sure you have influence with who you need to have influence with. And don't be confined by limitations that we put on ourselves. We do that a lot. We're like, this is, this is who God wants me to be. 
God's like, uh, I got some, I got a few changes I'd like to make. We got to stir it up. Bring out those gifts that were like, God gave them to you, and you're like, oh, that's so great, and then you put it on a shelf because, you know, in the season you were working with this other thing that God wanted you to do, but let's stir it up. You know, what gift do you need at the time? We need to bring the gift that we need right now to the surface, right? If I'm really going through a hard time, I need some faith, right? Because you got to stir it up and say, you know what? The Lord wants you to grow in words of knowledge or, or prophetic, or he wants you, you know, you got people that the Lord's like, I want to bring healing. you got to stir those gifts up when you need them. Comfort. There's a lot of gifts that we have that sometimes we just put on that back burner and we forget that they're there. So we got to bring the things to the surface, what we need at that time. All right, and the last thing I just got is, I know this is going to seem kind of like, but our appearance I know people are like, oh my gosh, she's judging us. No, I'm not judging you. But the world is. They look at you. They look at how you physically look. They look at, you know, how you raise your family, your actions, what you say, how you appear when you show up, right? You know, if you go into a job interview in your pajamas, you know, if you're not working at like a sleep study place, you're probably not going to get the job, right? Right. right. I found that out the hard way. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I know it seems like that shouldn't be on there to transform, but, but it is because that's really all the world looks at. They don't know to look at the heart, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know to look at the Spirit of the Lord in us. So they're going to look at how we act on the outside, how we look on the outside. I mean, aren't you guys glad I didn't wear my pajamas? Say yes, you are glad. (sighs) Um, Because when things, have you ever had a season where just everything seemed to be going wrong and, you know, um, but man, you get a new outfit or you get a new hairstyle and people like wreck, you know, say, oh, wow, you look so good. It makes you feel better. And basically, it's kind of like a prophetic act. You're saying, this is what's coming. I'm going from beaten down and broken, you know, to being, to being built up, encouraged, and successful in the things of God. Right? How do you guys know that I'm preaching today? That's right. Because I need to, I have what's in my heart, and the Lord's like, you are powerful, and you have a good word to bring. And I'm like, I do. And so I put my heels on, because I know for me, that is something that sets me apart when I'm preaching. And I love it. It's not no spiritual thing. These aren't like, you know, if I like hit you in the face so that you're not getting healed. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's not like that. It's, it's, it's something for me. The Lord says, I want you to be, to present yourself that you are ready, and that you have something powerful to give. So that's why I like to wear heels. I think I've not wore heels twice, and people are like, oh, what are you doing? But it, it, when we look down, run down or burn out, people assume that we're run down or burn out. You know, you see some people, and you're like, you're wearing that? Not that, you know, like when you're, you're thinking, man, you could have brushed your hair today. I didn't brush my hair today. This happened because of the rain. 
I'm serious. Like, I need it to rain all the time. So I got something good. I, my hair just went, this is exactly what it did, and I put a bobby pin in. So that was pretty good. Um, but when you look run down and burn out, we start to feel run down and burn out. I'm not saying you have to be dressed up. Like, you can wear jeans here. You can wear a hat. That doesn't matter. I'm not talking like that. I'm talking about when we need to think about how we appear, um, you know, if when we go into the world, because that's what they're looking at. And then what we want them to see is Jesus. And if they're run down and broken out and they're thinking, wow, your Jesus is, you know, run down and broken, I don't want that. So that's why we need to think about even, even to the, the outward things that the world sees. Um, so basically, I'm just going to finish with this. You know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? That's what the Word of God says. Um, but we're not. He has so many ways to communicate with us, to speak to us, that we haven't even uncovered. They're all in the Word of God. Sometimes they're hidden, like in a book of like Leviticus or something. You know, I don't know. But he's going to speak to us in new ways. Because sometimes we get comfortable, like, this is the way God's been speaking to me. This is the way he's been showing up. And he's like, ha, 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 I'm not showing up that way anymore. Because I want to increase to the next level for you because that's easy for you. And the season you're going in is not easy and you need something else. You know, more than we can even imagine. He was moving. We get in these boxes and we put the lid on. And we stay in there, we're just walking around. Oh, it's so nice in here. It's good. You know, I hear God, you know, because he's just right there. He's like, you know, how close you got to be? When you're in the box, he's there. And he's like, you know, there's a lot going on out there. You want to come out? And you're like, no, I like it in here. I got my devotional, and I read the Bible 15 minutes a day. And I'm not saying, if that's you, great. But if, you know, there's times when God says, no, this is what you're going to read. And when he tells you to read the same thing for a long period of time, you're thinking, are you sure this is you, God? And he's like, yeah, because you obviously can't submit to that. So we need to get a little bit of uh, rebellion in your heart out so that you can submit to me. And I'm like, ooh. But that's what you get. We need to just open that up. See what God is doing. We need a transformation. Sometimes we need to reinvent. We need to go from our heart all the way to our appearance, our personality. There are things that God's saying, this is where you were in this season, and I want to get you to this over here, but there's some things that have to change. And not just fall on our ears and be like, oh, that was a good word. Just, no, what are you going to do with it? Come on. If you're that shy person, come up and say, Sarah, could I do offering? Ask Matt, because he's probably easier to come up to, because I'm always loud and around there. But, um, you know, something like that made me just say, you know, I'm scared to, like, teach. Okay, well, we'll start you in children's. They love you, even if you say the wrong thing. They're like, you're the most amazing thing ever! You know, they do, because, you know, their hearts aren't all bitter and broken up like ours are, you know? So that's the greatest place, because the Lord's like, I let you teach my children, these little guys. It's the most amazing place. That's why I'm like, give me the baby because you know what? I can just lay hands on him and speak whatever I want and he's not going to be like, don't touch me. Oh my gosh. Don't say that. I don't want to do that. Someday. No, he never will. He's going to be an awesome man of God. So, so I'm just going to finish with prayer and then we have um, something to do with our graduates today. <laughs>